When I was a teenager, George Moscone was mayor of San Francisco and a very close friend of my father's. And I remember visiting Mayor Moscone with my father in City Hall. As we walked down the grand staircase, I pictured getting married in City Hall under the amazing rotunda and floating down the staircase. San Francisco City Hall is grand, elegant, and really beautiful. There are some very notable buildings right nearby. The Bill Graham Auditorium is across the way. The main library is also right next door. The Opera House is there, and you feel like you're in the middle of everything. And every other year when it's not COVID, we have this wonderful ball that almost costs nothing called the black and white ball where the whole area is blocked off and in every venue is a different musician and it's fantastic. We were lucky enough to interview Ellen Schumer about the history of San Francisco's City Hall. I'm Susan Brown. I'm Michaela Joy O'Shea. And I'm Jay Yi. You're listening to Beyond the Fog Radio. Our podcast about the untold stories of San Francisco's long history from the people that have helped shape it. Whether you're new to San Francisco or have lived here your entire life, join us as we share the stories of our city by the bay. So I've never been to the black and white ball, but I have heard nothing but incredible things about it. And it's always been something that I've wanted to photograph. I also think about the lack of parking. (laughs) I think about (laughs) the amount of people who are just hustling and bustling around this area. Like this is really an area that is filled with tourism and regular working people, which creates an eccentric vibrancy because there's just all sorts of people from the city coming in and out all the time. I'm actually like speechless just thinking about it, especially being in the time of COVID and going down there now where it's just empty. I wanted to come back and be vibrant again and have everybody be wandering around and having that amazing ball. So listening to Ellen talk about the city hall building structure The first thing that I really resonated with was I had no idea that the marble was from Colorado, which is where I'm from. So I think that's pretty cool, thinking that it was maybe hauled over from France or something. So it has this really incredible architecture like nowhere else, which in my industry makes it such a sought after venue. As uh, Susan mentioned before, getting married at City Hall, I've photographed so many weddings there. For me, City Hall is just a magic, magical place. I've watched many, many of, <laughs> many a tear cried <laughs> at that place, and it also hurts my back because the the <laughs> just the floor is marble. So it's a hard place to work, but it's also a beautiful place to work. I love it. I love it. I love it. So Jay, what are your feelings on City Hall? Do you ever go hang out there? How many concerts have you been to at Bill Graham? I would like to know. My experience of City Hall in the City Hall area is I graduated from high school at Bill Graham Civic Center. Oh, dang. Yeah, I went to Lowell High. You know, I always thought City Hall is such a grand place. And what are all these rooms for? And what what was this for at one point in time? And I didn't know what it was. And it was great to hear from Ellen. 
as she described all the different quarters and areas of the building. And mostly my experience of City Hall is this is the place where people create things, whether they're creating a marriage or a business or a cool event and a wedding. It all happens at City Hall. Everyone wants to do something at City Hall. And growing up, I did a lot of performances for weddings, actually. No way. <laughs> yeah. That's so, so cool, Jay. Yeah, so I did Chinese lion dancing, which in San Francisco, it's such an integrated piece. Even if you're not Chinese, you're going to have a Chinese lion dance at your wedding in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. It was just one of the greatest places to perform because you just felt so cool and special when you were performing. So some of my fondest memories growing up, performing for people, celebrating so many joyous occasions. And nowadays as an adult, it's really to handle business. It's interesting how it's transformed my relationship over time. So Alan Schumer, she's the historian of San Francisco City Hall, and she's led numerous tours for Susan's customized tour company, Beyond the Fog. As of October 2020, which is when we interviewed her, we couldn't go inside because it was still closed due to the pandemic. We offered to meet Ellen Schumer elsewhere, and she insisted that we sat right next to City Hall so that she could be right next to the place that she loves. Even though we were outdoors, it was still a magical sight and a magical experience. And without further ado, here's Ellen. I was born in San Francisco and raised in San Francisco. What neighborhood? Do you know where Jordan Park is? The Jordan Park area? It was once Children's Hospital on California Street. Yes. It's now CPMC, and now it is closed. It's near the Laurel Heights area. Yes. That's Laurel right. Heights, the residential area, is Jordan Park. Where did you go to high school? I went to the old Lowell High School. I did, too. Which The new one. <laughs> which was at Hayes and Masonic. Wow. Which was originally boys high school and then they allowed girls and it was quite different the building is still there it's an old brick building were you always a historian or did you have did you have a prior career yes i did what'd you do i owned clothing stores and i designed clothing wow and interiors i did exteriors interiors and actually, I did landscaping, and I didn't know it. I rolled in with the punches. It all had to do with my background from Lowell because they allowed you to do certain things that were really quite unique. I still remember the person who was in charge of the Forensic Society, whose name was Stanley Pollock. And he was the one that taught Carol Channing. He didn't teach me how to sing. You do not want to listen to me sing. It is very bad, okay? So there were a lot of things that happened at Lowell that allowed your imagination to flow. Where was your business? I had one store in an area called West Portal mm -hmm. and another one on the corner of Sacramento and Walnut. And it was right on the corner. 
And how did you get interested in working for City Hall? It had to do with one of the chief justices of the Supreme Court, who also went to Lowell, Stephen Breyer. At the time, there were several required classes. Certainly, civics was one. And it was a very expanded program. And they had a group called the Forensic Society, which taught you how to debate. So that went on the back burner for several years. And then I decided maybe I should put it on the front burner. Tell me what your position is at San Francisco City Hall and how long you've had it. I'm the docent tour program manager, but the big one is City Hall historian. I started both of the programs when we reopened the building on January 5th, 1999. The programs we started were at the War Memorial Vets Building at the beginning, and then on January 5th, we opened this building. Marvelous. That's over 20 years. <laughs> and that's a few administrations, correct? Uh, not a few, several. <laughs> Tell me about the history of City Hall. The history of the City Hall is so rich. It took less than th- three years to build this entire structure. We're talking about 550,000 square feet on two square city blocks. And Mayor Rolf, who was the mayor at the time, wanted it to be opened. They did what is we would call today a soft opening in December and then reopened it in January. This building has seen so much, if only one of those stones could talk because it saw the reopening Then it saw an incredible thing, a pandemic. People survived, the building survived. It served here during World War I. Then we had World War II. We had several police actions as well. And we've had earthquakes. 1957 was a severe earthquake, but not like the one in 1989, which was the Loma Prieta earthquake. And this week, we will celebrate, at some sense, the earthquake survival again. It has had protests. It has had Wonderful, wonderful parties. One of the most incredible party was the celebration of the 100th year anniversary, which was in 2015, Mm. when we were 100 years of age. We can't go inside because we're in the middle of a pandemic, but can you tell me a little bit about the two chambers of government and some of the things that you have told us in the past about on the tour? On one side of the building is the mayor's office. On the other side of the building is the elected representatives of the district 
Hills of San Francisco, and they reside in the Board of Supervisors Chamber. The Board of Supervisors Chamber is incredible. The paneling in the room is Manchurian oak. Wow. It was put into the building when the building was opened, even though the Board of Supervisors did not conduct the first meeting when the building was open. There was a delay in time. The chamber itself is absolutely beautiful. All of the Manchurian oak has been preserved over the years, which took a great deal of work from all of the people that worked for the restoration of the building. On the other side of the building is the mayor's office. The mayor's office has a sense of elegance. There are draperies that hang over the windows. There's a cornice, which is the piece above the window, has the seal of San Francisco. The desk that Mayor Rolf sat at was made by a local carpenter. And over the years, the desk was removed from the office. But then there was a mayor that was elected during the restoration of this building, and he brought the desk back. Mayor Willie Lewis Brown, Jr. So he put the actual mayor's office back to the way it was. The chandelier that hangs over the mayor's desk is Baccarat, and if the sunlight hits it, it twinkles. So it's like this building could never possibly be duplicated. You've got granite on the outside. On the inside, you have flooring that's Tennessee pink marble but it was mined by the Georgia Mining Company. You have walls, limestone block from the state of Colorado. You have Greek mythological faces surrounding it. And then of course, you have the grand staircase. I think the grand staircase is one of the favorites of our chief of protocol, Charlotte Maillard Schultz. And the, the actual staircase was dedicated in her honor. So it's a wonderful staircase. And we're all now wearing flat shoes. But if you wear high heels, you can actually grace yourself and your audience and float down the staircase. It's an incredible feeling. <laughs> the North Light Court and the South Light, they were both opened up during the restoration period because before the restoration of the building, you would have not wanted to come here to see the grandeur because 
there were people all over, file boxes all over, they had run out of space. So when the decision was made to restore the building, those areas went back to the look that they once had. So the North Light Court is now used for community events to some degree. Um, overflow. Modern technology has given us some interesting things. So if you went to a meeting of the Board of Supervisors in the supervisoral chamber and it, the room was filled, you could go to the North Light Court. There's a big screen set up and you could watch it. You can also address the board because there are many people that form in a line and if the issue is quite huge, then the line gets quite huge. The South Light Court is something that I have put together. It has some incredible exhibits. Over the years, since I have been here so for so very long, you will see exhibits. Henri Crenier, he was the master sculptor that actually gave this building its meaning because he did the four major medallions which are in each corner of the rotunda. He was quite something. He came here originally from France, worked, 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 and did these remarkable, remarkable things. How they ever hoisted them up is unbelievable, but there's uh, a case dedicated to Henri Crenier. There's also a, a little vault that contains the video of the 2015 celebration. Then there's another vault in there that I have put all of the things that if you came to the building and you were looking for certain things, you might look into the vault. But if you were coming to the building and the year, say, was 2016, and you had a bag of gold coins in your hand, you would give them to the person at a kidney-shaped desk. They would give you this handwritten receipt that was magnificent in beautiful calligraphy, you would take that. The interesting thing is I now have someone dressed and most people think that the person is real. <laughs> and there's a man in San Francisco whose name is Rodney Fong. And Rodney and I put together a figure from the old wax museum. He is dressed in the period of time. And this is a very funny story. Rodney brings me this example and I'm looking at it and someone spent a lot of time with the attire with this person has on. And 
Rodney and I have to put on the shoes and socks. This is not so easy, okay? Because this, this does not move. But I looked up and Rodney had brought glasses. And I looked at the glasses. I said, Rodney, these will never do. He said, why? I said, because they did not have plastic glasses in 1916. They were all wire. So Rodney left and came back with wire glasses. So um, something that I used to do all the time when I would come in the morning, I gave this person who is not live, but a name, his name is Osgood, and, which was a very predominant name at the time. I would say, good morning, Osgood. And when I did, because I did an abundance of tours for children, I would say to the children, this is Osgood. Most of them thought that he was real and there's an iron gate and of course Osgood was the person who put the gold in the safe. Uh, so it, the light court has an incredible amount of exhibits in it that are all very interesting. There are tools. A family con contacted me and it was an architect's granddaughter and her grandfather did you see these lanterns here oh yes he did all of the basic work for those and had a metal type studio he kept all of his tools and the granddaughter called me and said, are you interested in the tools? Well, there's an exhibit, and it's the Mattier exhibit in the South Light Court that has the tools on display. They're just wonderful. I mean, something that cannot be replaced. What is in the exhibit are not reproductions. They are all originals. One of the things that are most impressive about our beautiful city hall is the rotunda. Can you tell me about the rotunda? The rotunda is remarkable because it has arches and you come through the arches into the rotunda. You stand on the Tennessee pink marble floor, the grand staircase, Tennessee pink marble floor. You can go to the st all to all the floors except the ground floor, and you can see a different vision of the actual rotunda. And of course, the big one is that most people think that if they go to the fourth floor then they're going to go to the dome. Not exactly correct. The dome of San Francisco City Hall is the tallest dome in the United States of America and the fifth tallest dome in the world. 
the gold that you see from the outside is truly gold. It's gold leaf. It's 23.5 carats, almost pure gold. Was that part of the design originally for, of the city hall? Not exactly. During the restoration of this building, which took almost four years, there were a great many things that happened. And when you restore, remodel, think about changing something, there are some things that can go not in the most positive manner. But maybe in this case, it did go. It became a positive. There was a crew working on underneath the dome, which visitors do not see, and a fire ensued on the dome. But it was underneath, and it scorched what was the dome, which was copper. But the copper, over the years, had developed a wonderful, wonderful patina called verde, which is just the Spanish word for green. You look at it and you say, oh, this is a problem. The fire was extinguished, but if you looked up, you would see the verde on one side and then the scorch dome on the other. There was an immediate need to do something about this. The mayor, who was at his interim office, which is in the War Memorial Veterans Building, which is across the way, looked up and got very, very upset because here is this building that is being put into this incredible place in history of the world, not mm. just of San Francisco. So what ended up happening was there was a decision made to put a covering on the dome. The covering is called Tamak. It expands and contracts a little bit, not a lot. And in essence, it's simplistic looking. The mayor decided that there should be a few things that could be done about raising the money to put an embellishment of gold leaf on the dome. There's a requirement of buildings. They have to pay a percentage for art. So instead of leaving that as it was, he worked on a plan to put it together, to put several buildings together, and instead of having something for them, they would have something for all people, and that was how the gold was funded for the dome. It sparkles. It even sparkles a little when it rains and the, and the water sits on it. Mm. Quite wonderful. The division of power in San Francisco 
has branches. And when this building was designed, they actually separated out the two branches of government, meaning the mayor of San Francisco and the Board of Supervisors, which is the legislative body for the city and county of San Francisco. And that gets people very, very confused because we are a city and county in one. I have spent hours and hours in the chamber with a group and they said, okay, where is the city council meet? There is no city council. It is called the Board of Supervisors and they are the legislative body. They are elected districtly. They have not always been elected districtly. We have gone from one election at larges, elections at large to district elections. If someone was visiting San Francisco and they were coming to City Hall, what's the one thing that you would hope that they would see? The one special thing? The rotunda because a holiday which is approaching where people get dressed up in costumes and if you think of Walking in, I don't care if you're 8, 48, or 78, you walk into the rotunda and you look up at the grand staircase, you can envision Cinderella coming down Mm. the grand staircase. And then if you want to be involved or want to do this, you can walk up the grand staircase And you can pretend that you're Cinderella coming down the grand staircase looking for your slipper. What's your favorite thing uh, that you love about about working as the City Hall historian? Watching the wonderment on children's faces when they see something like the grand staircase and the appreciation of people who are coming to the building to admire it. At night, City Hall is lit up in beautiful colors. Can you tell us about that? Something about the program? Over the years, we did not have an adequate lighting system. But because of modern technology, we have been able to enhance the building with wonderful lighting. San Francisco has a great many uh, organizations, both charitable and non-charitable, and in turn, they sometimes have events at City Hall. And when it is a special month or a special day or a special year, the building is lit up in the colors of whatever. Breast awareness, usually the building becomes all pink. During gay pride, sometimes there's a rainbow effect 
over the entire building, which is quite spectacular. On countries national day that have councillors within San Francisco, there's a wonderful celebration of that day, and there's a post that comes off the mayor's balcony that hangs flags, and you would see their flag on their national day, which gives them That's great. a wonderful feeling. Ellen Schumer's interview is so great because she knows City Hall like the back of her hand, and she speaks about City Hall as if she's telling the story of her own home and the things that happened to her in her own home. She speaks about it like it belongs to her, and that's what I love so much. Oh, I agree with you 100%. She brings so much attention to detail of the construction of the building and the vision. It was really great to hear, and that made so much sense because... She knows about design and creating things and making the finished product look beautiful and styly and gorgeous and <laughs> and likable. So I also felt that she herself was gorgeous and styly and beautiful and likable and was complete. She's like a mascot of City Hall. <laughs> and it really, it all came together for me, meeting her, listening to her. Jay, what about for you? I, I feel like you had some awe, awe moments as well. What I really loved about meeting Ellen is her passion for this building. She can describe every aspect, every room, what it was for, tell the history of it. I have my own experience of City Hall, but like to know what it was used for gives me a better appreciation of this area that I don't often visit unless I'm doing some type of a work around business. I do want to tell you guys about next week's episode. Can I tell you? Ooh, 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 Please ooh. do. Yes, yes. So next week's episode is all about John Constance of John's Grill. Now, John's Grill is such an iconic place. It's a place where people who work in construction to city workers to very, very famous people, they've all come to John's Grill. It started over 100 years ago. I love places like that because they're, they, they're like movies. They're, they've been there for a hundred years and they look the same and you can order a steak. You know, and you Humphrey can't. Bogart sat in your seat. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Those, those places are just always fantastic to me. It's so important that we keep going to these iconic places so that generations to come, we get to experience a piece of history in San Francisco. So I'm so excited to share this with you next week. Until then... Michaela, sign us off. So don't forget, we're on Instagram. That's right. <laughs> don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to like us. Tell all your friends. We're so happy you're here with us. My name's Michaela. My name is Jay. I'm Susan. Join us next week. Thank you. Bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.